Hey yo yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was your man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right ear drum close range. The game is not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like dimes. The Live from the internet, back for episode four, Dimes and Rhymes. Dimes and Rhymes with Trace and Braden. Welcome back, y'all. This week we'll be looking at some uh, one specific city and one specific team, the New York Knicks. Welcome back with the New York Knicks. Watch their basketball a lot this week. Before we get started here today, make sure you follow us on the Instagram, dimes underscore rhymes. Posting some cool stuff on there. You can be able to join our call-in line. We're doing a call-in here today, so if you wanted to call in, you would know about that if you're following our Instagram. Yep, follow us on Spotify as well, dimes and rhymes. Don't forget about the Spotify. We got two episodes up right now. This week we're going to be looking at uh, some who he play for. Some players that are uh, not that popular, but we're going to try to figure out which team they're on right now. Yeah, but before we get into that, let's talk about the New York Knicks here. All right, Trace. What do you think about the Knicks this season? I think that they've they've easily claimed the spot as the best team in New York, which is tragic because Brooklyn's in New York. But really? the Knicks are more, more fun to watch than Brooklyn is. Doesn't mean they're good. Just means that they're a little bit more fun to watch. Yeah, I saw some stat uh, when they were five and five. They they recently lost another game, but all of their stats were like perfectly even. The amount of points scored against them were the same as the amount of points they've scored. And uh, I'm looking at their points per game. They're 15th in the league right now. In their assists per game, they're 16th. So they're right about in the middle, like dead center NBA right now. The New York mids is, is kind of a a name you could say for them. They're playing some solid basketball, and it's fun to watch. They're not really winning all of their games, but they are competitive for sure. Um, Jalen Brunson has been a lot of fun, and he's definitely bringing a lot of life to that team. But I wanted to talk about some fun things that I noticed while watching some of their games recently. So the first thing I noticed, closing out the fourth quarter of the most recent game they played, I think against Boston, um, Obi Toppin and Julius Randle closed the fourth quarter out together. They played on the floor together. I don't think that they run that lineup that often because they are kind of both of their long wings on that team. And it was incredibly exciting. They're stretching the floor like crazy when Obi Toppin is playing. He's basically the second best shooter on the team after Jalen Branson, which is pretty shocking. But yeah, they were playing great basketball together. It was fun to watch. It's bold that you say that they're better than the Nets after they just lost by 40 points last night to the Nets. Yeah, and, and watching that game, it you know, I'd still take the Knicks over the Nets because the Knicks are more consistent. The Nets can have one game where they look like the best team in the league, and then their next game, they Ben Simmons look like he hasn't played basketball in a decade, which it does look like most of the time. True, but without uh, Jalen Brunson having a crazy game, they have to rely on you know Julius Randle, who's one of the most inconsistent, I feel like, players in the league right now he's been very inconsistent some games he looks like an all-nba player and some games he looks like he is you know the inconsistent julius Randle that he's been for a few years now he needs to he needs to lock in to be a good team really rj barrett is okay i I feel kind of bad for rj barrett he's not really that great he's he's fun to watch but he's been shooting not very well this year and really their only shining star off the bench is obi toppin and Emmanuel Quickly. True. Emmanuel Quickly is probably the most consistent player on that team right now, which is pretty... He's just a lot of fun to watch. He's, he brings a lot of great energy off the bench, and he's a great secondary ball handler behind Brenson. He played 20 minutes and had two points. 
uh, quickly. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. It's all right. I mean, the Nets have to rely on one guy to win their basketball games. So, I mean, at least the Knicks have to play together as a team. I mean, you put Kevin Durant on any team, they'll probably end up winning. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's definitely an interesting conversation to talk about, like where the Knicks can be in the future. Have you seen the reports recently that came out today? No. They said that they're trying to lock in their draft picks so they can trade for the next big superstar. That's what they said. Really? Yeah, they're trying to trade probably, you know, Mitchell Robinson and a few first-round picks for somebody big. Um, and so they're trying to compete. They're not trying to lose right now. They're trying to be competitive. No I one think takes this is that the seriously, time. though. It's the New York Knicks. I don't know. I'm sure Kevin Durant right now is regretting that he didn't join the other team in New York right now. You think so? They hasn't done anything in years. I mean, he made it. He made it further than the Knicks last season. Yeah, but who do they have? Not Kevin Durant. That's true. I think that if Kevin Durant was on that team right now, that they would be a top four or five seed in the East. Yeah, that's pretty easy. And I Brooklyn is easy. one of the worst teams in the East right now, and that and that's where Kevin Durant is right now. But that's because the rest of the team is awful. Yeah, and they're not playing. They have a lot of people out too. Like without Kyrie, they somehow still won by forty. I don't really know how that's possible. And most of the the New York uh, Knicks starters were played. They they were active. Yeah, it's an. I don't know. It's a fun team though. It's it's definitely fun to watch them play like their brand of basketball, even if it's not a winning brand of basketball. That's true. They got Derrick Rose. Can't forget about D Rose. He's been okay this season. What are your thoughts on D Rose? What did you think of him when he was younger and where he's gone right now in his career? Well, I know I talked about it before, but he went from one of the most exciting players to watch to just like a guy you you almost feel like is the underdog. Like you want him to succeed, you want him to win. And every game, you know, he puts in the effort. When he has a good game, they post about it a lot. People want him to to have, you know, to go off. But it's pretty obvious that like his career is probably not going up from here. And they just, you know, have him there as a role player, put him in for some minutes. You know, he doesn't really play a whole lot anymore. He's definitely showing his, like, Clay Thompson era right now. Yeah, he's definitely in his, you know, I, I've had my years. Like, let me take a break now. Yeah, like, let the let the young young people, and he's really not even old. He's just a little bit debilitated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I think that's a good way to view it as well. Um, any thoughts on like Cam Reddish or any of their other people that you know have some potential on that bench? I mean, I feel like you know the Knicks obviously have potential. Um, I really liked Emmanuel quickly. I think he's a great player. Um, I think if, if he steps into like a star role, this this team can can easily be really good. And Obi Toppin somehow has the some of the coolest NBA highlights I've ever seen in the past like couple of years, but also at the same time doesn't really like make a huge impact. I feel like for this team, like when he's there and he's he's fulfilling that role, yeah, that's what they need. But as far as for other players across the league in his position, like he, I think he could be doing more. I completely agree with you. I think that's why the Knicks are trying out some new lineups with Julius Randle and Obi Toppin on the yeah. floor at the same time. If you look at the numbers, like Julius Randle, basically their entire team is mid at shooting the three, except for Obi Toppin. He's the only person that's shooting uh, over 38% right now. Um, I think he's shooting like 40% even, and it's he's not a traditional shooter, and he's shooting like four or five three-pointers a game, and so he's hitting them. He's giving the team a good opportunity to space the floor. 
and you see people like Hartenstein and Robinson sitting and letting Toppin kind of shine a little bit. But they don't give him enough uh, opportunity to be himself in those games. I agree. I agree. And I don't know if they need to because they have guys like R.J. Barrett and Jalen Brunson who, who need the who need to get those shots, who need to put them up. You know, I, I don't think it would be, you know, good to take the ball out of their hands if possible because when they get hot, they get hot. I think, you know, Jalen Brunson can easily have a 35-point 30, 30, uh, game if he needs to. And R.J. Barrett, like, they feed him and he shoots so much every game and it's just – he falls short of good, I'd say, most games. Right. And, and if you look at the, like, on and off floor numbers – the team plays best when, like, Emmanuel quickly is on the floor. They play better when Obi Toppin is on the floor. And when they have Barrett and, and these Julius Randle especially, like, the team just doesn't play as efficiently. And I think maybe this is the time now for them to start switching up their lineup usages a little bit and playing some of these off-the-bench guys because even if they're not shooting as much or they have a little bit more inefficient numbers-wise, they're still playing more efficiently as a team when they're playing. Like, Emmanuel quickly isn't really getting a lot of buckets right now. But as a playmaker, he's super efficient. And their team is winning when he's playmaking. He, so. he leads the team in steals right now. So he's making an impact out there. But, it, you know, Julius Randle's carrying majority of the load these past few games. Obviously averaging the most points and rebounds right now. And Jalen Brunson's fulfilling that role of, like, kind of what he did on the Mavs of, you know, having a lot of assists, feeding the main, the main shot putter. Uh, it's sad that he can't play with Luca because Julius Randle's no Luca. Oh no, <laughs> that'd be wild though if Julius Randle was playing like Luca right now. Julius Randle was playing like Luca for yeah, a little bit, for like two years ago. Yeah. He was going wild, and that team was good back then too. They that had team some. Was good. They it was had like some All Star break. Was it when he was like literally just destroying the league? Just he was like third team All NBA that year when he won yeah. Most Improved Player. Yeah, was that 2018, 2019? Sounds about right. Yeah, he was he was he was like a huge pickup for them. And then every year after that he's been a scrub. Like yeah. he's been he's been like the Michael Carter Williams of the team. I think that's a good comparison is Yeah. His numbers look good cuz he's taking all the shots, but the team is losing games because you can't be led by a player like that. Yeah. Now that all the shine is on him. Now that they're oh, he's a all-star, you know, he can be an all-star. Now he can't he can't step up. In, in in the East, you feel like all of these teams have these crazy superstars, like the Hawks and the Sixers and the the Celtics, the Nets. And you kind of look at the Knicks, and it's like Jalen Brunson is good. He's great. But is he like – would you compare him to a superstar on some of those other teams? Would you compare him to like a Jalen Brown, a Jason Tatum? Or even Julius Randle, I wouldn't even put in the same conversation as any – like a Trey Young or a uh, – Joel Embiid, anything like that. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. I think that there is like a gap between the abilities there. And so when they picked up Brunson in the offseason, New York was, you know, freaking out, obviously. But I'm sitting back here thinking, uh, he's a great second guy. But you yeah. can't have the first guy be Julius Randle. You need a Luka. Mm-hmm. He's just not. Mm-hmm. I think now would be a good time to open the floor up to some callers. We got somebody here that we're going to put on the line here. For sure. Let's see who we got. Can you hear me? Yeah. I think we can hear you pretty well. Feel free to introduce yourself to the pod. Welcome on. Hi, uh, my name is Matthew Swackhammer, and I'm excited to be on. Cool. Thank you for joining so, us, Matthew. Matthew. So right now we're talking about the New York Knicks. 
talking a little bit about um, how they've been playing this season, and we, we call them the New York Mids. What are your thoughts on that, Matthew? Well, I think that's a very justified nickname for them. I mean, they haven't been showing up like they, they ought to be. A uh, little fun fact, I don't know if you guys know, but with the lawsuits against the Nets last night, I mean, was it Kevin Durant has increased his record against them to uh, the best one we've seen since Jordan in 88. It's pretty crazy. Uh, he's like, I don't know, like 19-3 and three against him over his entire career. Yeah. And I think Boston. he's 14-0. and 0. I think he's won the last 14 games or something like that against yeah, the New York Yeah, yeah. Something absurd. Um, another funny thing I saw about the Knicks was um, uh, with the Ben Simmons trade from the Sixers to the Nets, now uh, Ben Simmons has never lost a game against the Knicks. <laughs> that's awesome and, uh, yeah man he's kept it he's kept it going even even through the trade and whatnot good for ben but, simmons yeah good for ben simmons i mean i think that's the only thing he's got going for him he's got to take every win right now you know yeah yeah did you see uh kevin durant i don't know if it was last game or a previous game when he shot over evan fournier and he gave him the you're too little yeah you know you're too small <laughs> yeah uh I mean, everyone's. He could do that to anyone, honestly. He owns the Knicks, though. Him, but just give him the too little, you know. I mean, how tall is he? He's just a monster. We need to start thinking of a like a Lebronto version of KD in New York, because he owns that city essentially. Anytime any KD team is going into the Garden, they're gonna win. Very true. Yeah, you know, I think, I think that, uh, I think it's long overdue that that. You know that that um, that that's bound to happen. I mean, I think it's long overdue, given that he's had such a nominal record against him. It, you got to think of a good uh, a good ownership name for him. We'll, we'll come up with something. Yeah, next pod yeah. we'll have something for you. Yeah, right. I, I would love to hear it. Well, Matthew, talk- do you have any do you have any hot takes? Could be about anything uh, NBA. NBA. Uh, uh, a little hot take, I guess, is that the the Nets still the Nets have lowered their ceiling have lowered their ceiling with Kyrie's absence. They've lowered um, their ceiling. They lowered their ceiling. What I mean by that is, uh, if you look at the recent stats, I think they went like they went even, uh, maybe two and two, or they just, well, they went even with him, and now they've gone three and one without him. But I think Kyrie brings such – he brings so much to the team. Um, on any team that he's on, he's just that good that his absence – I don't know how long he'll be suspended or if he'll even aim or try to get unsuspended. Um, I think it will really inhibit the Nets' chance of going anywhere in the postseason. That's my hot take. I agree with you. I think um... – what New York was willing to give up to get Kyrie over there kind of leaves off a little bit, you know, more to chew, especially because before KD and Kyrie, they had that young Nets team with D'Angelo Russell leading them, and they were a playoff team. And they weren't really a contender, but they were fun to watch, and they had a future. And they kind of blew that all up to get Kyrie and Kevin Durant over there with the amount of money they have to pay them. And they, you know, mm-hmm. were given contracts, like 10 million contracts to DeAndre Jordan, who every time I see DeAndre Jordan play, I feel like he doesn't know where he is. Right. 
Like he walks around and I'm like, dude, this guy needs some water. Somebody needs to sit this old man down because he doesn't know where he's at. But yeah, seeing Kyrie not play is is a huge impact to them, obviously offensively, but it's hard how to that is for the like the morale of the team. You think his suspension is you know, are they gonna come out of this suspension on the upward incline, the upward slope, or are they gonna come out of this, you know, thinking you know, now we have to deal with this guy on our team that just keeps getting into trouble. Or can they rally this team together and actually like move forward in a positive direction? Yeah, and like the point that Trace was going at was, you gave up so much of like the substance in your team to get Kyrie, and now that Kyrie's out, you no longer have the substance you gave up, and you no longer have the gain that you got out of it. So yeah, you know, you just got to kind of make do, and I mean, sure that works with the the season, the, you know, the beginning of the season right now, but once you start facing better and harder teams as the season progresses, you know, is that going to, is that going to maintain itself? So. I think with so, Kyrie not playing though, we do see uh, some interesting players kind of fill a playmaking role though. Like Royce O'Neal has been somehow their secondary playmaker mm-hmm. and he's making a huge impact at least offensively. And, he, and he's always been a really good like three and D player. But he's averaging like four or five assists right now, and I, I think that's very unlike his play. So we see Ben Simmons and KD and Kyrie be, be, be very ball-dominant, but then we're seeing players like Cam Thomas and uh, Royce O'Neal fill like a playmaking spot. And so I can see them taking a big step in when Kyrie's gone, but how much can you really get from Royce O'Neal and Cam Thomas that Kyrie can't already give you, if not more? Joe Harris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and I, I'd agree with that. I mean – it's good for them to now have that opportunity that, you know, there's an opportunity that they can now to better themselves or get the recognition that they maybe deserve. But at the same time, I think Kyrie's potential and what he brings to the team is a little too much for, is a little, he he leaves too big of shoes to be filled. Yeah. And I mean, we'll see Uh, as the season progresses, it's going to be something to watch. Maybe these guys come out and be the next Kyrie, but right now, uh, I don't really see that happening. I hope Joe Harris doesn't come out and be the next Kyrie. That'd be wild if we start <laughs> seeing a a hobbled Joe Harris with no ACL start taking some wild Kyrie takes. The only Kyrie good thing takes. is his three-pointer, and he can't hit those either. Yeah, he fell off. He used to be an unbelievable shooter. So though. good. Yeah. But leg injuries really ruin a shot because it's all in the legs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, Matthew, you have anything else? No. Um What's interesting to keep track of is the the whole coaching staff, um, um, because you know, hearing with Ime uh, Adoka, uh, obviously leaving the Celtics, but then the Nets, where it was reported that he was like it was a for sure thing that he was going to go to the Nets, but um, I think I think they made the right choice in sticking within someone who is within the organization, hiring within, um, because as great as this guy might be, as Ime might be. Um, I feel like the gel of a team is maintained if you bring up someone from within who already knows. I think he's had like seven years as assistant coach or something or just within yeah. the organization already. Since 2016. Um, yeah, he's yeah. A f- and in 2015 he was the Orlando Magic head coach. Um, so he has, you know, coaching. He was used to be a player on the Spurs back in the 90s. So he's got like championship experience. Jacques Vaughn is, I think, a good pickup in this way. And to be honest with you, when they were talking about having Ime Yudoka be being hired, Yudoka's a defensive heavy coach. And I look at this roster and I'm like, 
he's not going to be playing players like Joe Harris and like they're not going to really like Cam Thomas is not he's a bucket getter. Like you put yeah. Cam Thomas in to get eight points in four minutes. Yeah, Udoka wouldn't be able to use players like that. That team is really built around KD and Kyrie and having shooters to pass out to. And so I I just didn't think Udoka would be a good fit at all. And seeing Jacques Vaughn get signed is really cool. I think he'd be a good fit for that team. Yeah, and you almost yeah. see like uh, a lot of the drama with this team, this internal and external like pressure, and you know the the aspect of like bringing in someone completely new to the organization to see how they're going to deal with like these relationships and all of the pressure and drama that each of their players have every night when they already have a guy who's been there through that whole process, been there the whole time through all those players, seeing, like, what Ben Simmons has to go through, what Kyrie's been going through, what Katie's been going through, you know, keeping that within organization takes away from any of that, like, you come in, get hired to a new place, and you already have, like, all this drama and issues within the team that you have to figure out in just the beginning of the season and try to recover, and I think it was a good move to hire internal I agree. I agree. I'm excited well, to see where this team goes. Anything else, Matthew? No. Thanks so much for having me on. Hey, and thank you for calling in. We appreciate you. Uh-huh. You guys have a great night, and keep keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> see you, Matthew. Yeah, peace out, Matthew. See you later. And if you like that, you can call back in at any time, really. Just follow our Instagram. We'll let you know when we're doing some call-in sessions. You can give us your hot takes. You can talk about whatever we're talking about on the show at the time. Whatever you want to talk about, if there's a topic that you really want to bring to us, we'll be able to open up some call-in sessions. So shout out to Matthew for giving us a call. And that is totally not your personal phone number, right, Trace? No, it definitely is not my... It's an office phone. Yeah, it's an office it's phone. It's a fake... Did you not hear the click when we... It click, you know oh, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not real. It's not real. I might have to download Google Voice. I might oh. need to get a burner and... <laughs> to get a flip phone. Yeah. Might have to get a burner. One of those like twenty five cents to send a text phone. I need I, to go phone. I need to find somebody that knows where to get one of those because I need one. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a good transition into uh, a segment that we wanted to start doing this episode, where we talk about our favorite artist from the city we were talking about. So we were talking about New York, the New York Knicks. We also talked about the Nets, which was cool. I think that fits. They're very it does close. fit. Um, so who do you think is your favorite New York artist? Oh, come on. What is this question? I think the easy answer for me is MF Doom. Um, now, technically, MF Doom was born in London across the sea, but he was raised in New York. That's where he was essentially raised. And, and he thought he was born there at one point, but then, you know, his birth certificate says opposite. But And I he, think, like, where you're born is different from, like, where you, you know, you... you feel a sense that you you're from here where you belong where you're known from being from yeah and he is culture he is culturally new york like mm-hmm. um when then when his family and his wife announced his death they posted a picture of him in a new york's uh new york knicks jersey and hat like that he lived new york that was his entire being was being somebody that is in the streets um in the culture of new york city and so yeah. i think you see that a lot in his music and He's, you know, the, our intro song every single day is Rhymes Like Dimes, and he inspired the name of our podcast, and yeah, he's he's definitely my favorite New York artist of all time. Yeah, I think that's a really a really good pick. It's super fitting, and I'm not really surprised at all that you picked MF Doom, 
But when I was looking at some New York artists that I listened to, I noticed that really there are hundreds of New York artists that I just absolutely love that I listen to almost every day. Uh, the hip hop scene in New York in the 90s, unstoppable. Unstoppable. I mean, you have people like Biggie, uh, DMX, 50 Cent, uh, Public Enemy came out of New York, Wu Tang, um, Jay Z's real close, Nas, born, yeah. Uh, Tupac was born in New York or from New York, but I would say he probably more associates with that California West, yeah, and that West Coast, Coast. so I, I wouldn't really include that, but. Um, there's even like some other artists I, I found like Billy Joel's from New York. <laughs> what uh, a drop! The Goo Goo Dolls are from New York. What? It's it's wild, but I think my favorite group from New York, like who I listen to, probably the most, um, would be Tribe Called Quest. Oof. Uh, I think you know in my dorm room, my first year of college, I had a Tribe Called Quest uh, poster in there. Just one of those things like. Their music just puts you in that mood. The, the that, Midnight Marauders album cover, is that what you put yep. up there? Yeah. Yep. Such an iconic. You already know. And it was like, I went to this store and that, that I just saw it on the wall. And I was like, I have to have that. But 90s hip hop from New York is just totally unstoppable. Most Def is from. Most Def. Yeah, New York. Like, there's so many artists to be able to look into and i think that they all impact the culture in such significant ways for sure to be able to listen to you know a nas album and be like this is like he he's writing this with you know illmatic specifically is writing with that new york perspective i mean literally new york state of mind right you know and jay-z as well a lot of his new york their personalities who they are what they're rapping about is what it's like to live in New York, the culture of New York. It's very much like instilled uh, into the hip hop community there. Yeah, and, and that's why I would, I'd encourage anybody to listen to like old MF Doom back when he was on the rap group KMD. Um, I think that's a great example of culturally what it was like in New York. Just looking up KMD, it's uh, before MF Doom was MF Doom, he used to go by, um, you know, his birth name, Daniel Dumoulin. But Zevlov X was what he called himself back on this hip-hop group, him and his brother Subrock, and like a third friend. And they would make hip-hop songs back, and they, they used to be uh, street taggers, they used to be graffiti artists. So they would go and do graffiti, and then they would go in the studio and just make rap albums. And I think it's a great example of what it's like to live in New York City in the 90s. Like, that was their mm-hmm. culture. Yeah, and if you look at, like, when people make lists of their the best rappers of all time, most of them are from New York. Yeah. Like people have Nas is number one from New York, Jay Z from New York, Biggie New was York. the best album, uh, posthumous album ever in my opinion. Uh, all from New York. And and it and you can go into the underground rap scene and it's a hugely inspired by them as well. Like Rakim is from New York, Most Def is from New York, MF Doom. Um, third base, that's a crazy reference, but if any of y'all listen to third base, um, they're from New York. Like that is a New York group, uh, a tribe called quest, which is like the most undefinable, uh, rap group of all time. Cause they're not really, when they came to rap, I think, oh gosh, who said this? One of the American Idol people uh, talked about a tribe called Quest once, um, like one of the judges, and he said that when a tribe called Quest came into 
the rap scene, there was nothing like it. Like you couldn't compare it to anything. It's just a bunch of like seven producers getting together and making unbelievable mm-hmm. music. Um, and they were like, I don't even know how to, I don't even know how to uh, articulate how amazing this is. There's nothing like this out there. Mm-hmm. And you hear Pharrell Williams talk about it all the time where he was like, when a tribe called quest came onto the scene, there was nothing like it. Like you just knew that they were it, but there was nothing like it. And so that's New York for you. That's New York hip hop for you. Yeah. And there's also, uh, some rock bands, Sonic Youth. The Velvet Underground. No, wait. Sonic Youth is from New York? Yeah. Oh, uh, wow. That's cool. Formed in New York. Uh, you got Velvet Underground is from New York. Talking Heads are from New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Strokes. There's so many good answers. This might be like, I might have picked the best city first, honestly. I think you probably did. Unintentionally, I picked the city where I think I have listened to most artists. Mary J. Blige, New yeah. York. Um, yeah, and... and and more I, and, recent rap, uh, ASAP Rocky's from New York, mm-hmm. so if you, that's a little bit more modern. I'm about to. to I think Nicki Minaj is from New York. Is she? Okay. Um, yeah, there's so many. New York is is such a a place for music specifically, and I'm about to drop the craziest reference here. Pulling it up online, I was like, I need to find something here. John Williams is from New York, y'all. John Williams. The, John the, Williams, the producer of the Star, Star Wars. Wars soundtrack. <laughs> He's from oh New my York. God. Dude, Duel of Fates, the most unreal song ever. Is that the? Is he the greatest artist from New York? He he might be the the most listened to artist from New York unintentionally, because yeah. the most pop the most popular movies of all time he writes the music for. Yeah, and he predated all the artists we just listed pretty much. When was he born? In the eighteen hundreds or something? Well, he was definitely making those before the nineties. Probably. <laughs> the score for Star Wars. Yeah, in the seventies, eighties. Yeah, unintentionally, he might be somehow one of the most listened to New York artists of all time. Even though you don't think of New York when you think of John Williams. Is he considered like more of a composer instead of an artist? Or like oh, a, he's a composer, yeah, without a doubt. Like, would you call him like a music artist? I think that art, well, I think artistry is, is very broad because, you know, uh, M.F. Grimm, who is also from New York, is a producer. Like, he doesn't really rap on a lot of things. True. But he's still an artist, artist though, yeah. right? It's still it's an art. Term. Yeah, you're making art. Yeah. And so... You think more people know John Williams or Neil Diamond? Oh, John Williams. Neil Diamond's a great reference, though. But John Williams he's is... He's from New York, too. Dang. Everybody's from New York. That's wild. That's why I'm not a famous artist, because I'm not from New York. I know. We're from... Las Vegas. Vegas. Las Vegas. And who knows who's from Las Vegas? I know, but I'm not going to say. Imagine Dragons. No! <laughs> Oh God, we have to cut that out, man. Good we can't have no NBA that. team in Las no. Vegas. Yes, yeah, so we don't need to talk about WNBA. Ima- We're not talking about the Imagine Dragons on this show, dog. We're not. What about, about the Killers? It. <laughs> well, no, not really. No, okay, okay. Um, yeah, New York's what a what a populist. Sean Combs is from New York, by the way. Who? Puff Daddy, Diddy. Oh, Diddy's from New York. Diddy's I didn't know York. that. Busta Rhymes is from New York. There's so many people from New York. It's the culture. Yeah, that's why it's it's uh, yeah, it's a music culture for sure. And I can't wait to go to some other cities and and focus on some of their music and just see comparatively. But New York is such a great place to start with, especially when you're talking about. And would you like say best genre from New York hip hop? Uh, Yeah, I would say the the most impactful uh, genre from New York would probably be like hip hop. Yeah. 
because a lot of the evolutions of hip hop came from New York. Not the not the not the birthplace of hip hop, but I think a tribe called Quest is a great example of how hip hop started to change in the eighties and nineties. Like, um, have you ever heard the track Scenario? No. By it's it's like one of the last songs on the first Tribe Called Quest album. And, Maybe then I'm sure, yeah. And it's a pretty popular track, but it is every single one of them is oh, on yeah. it. Um, they all have a they all have a verse on it, and it's on low end theory. Yeah, and it's got a Busta Rhymes has a, a he's like one of the last verses, and it's every time I listen to that song, I can't stop but feel so excited. He's like burst and burst and attack. <laughs> it's like so cool. It's just such a cool song to be listening to, and and that really defined the generation of change in hip hop is when they came out with that album and they started changing things from then. And we see that in all sorts of different kinds of music. Jay-Z, his yep. music started to evolve. Nas's music. They all created a base point for people to take it and run with it. Because Tribe had like early 90s. Early, like like 1990s uh, when they had Instinctive Travels. Mm, uh, yeah. was literally 1990. And that's a, that album is full of like songs that are everyone should know. Right. Like and that defined a genre for a while. And this is predating most of the 90s hip hop. Like I said, KMD 91, their first album, Mr. Hood, that album's from 91. And so they are, they're making music of their culture. And I know we've said that a few times now, but that's really what it is, is what is it like to live in New York? Listen to the music and you'll kind of get the vibe. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good, a good place for us to end that up. Let's pick our next city, our next place. I was going to say, would you rather have the 90s New York Knicks or 1990s hip-hop music? Oh, gosh. I'm going to take the 1990s hip-hop music because the 90s New York Knicks just can't get past Michael. So, If Michael Jordan wasn't a real person and didn't exist, I would take them because John Starks, Ewing, Charles Oakley, that's a fun team. But mm-hmm. you ain't getting past Michael, so I'm gonna take the hip hop. I can't believe we we brought up the New York Knicks without talking about. This is kind of off topic for our show, but Spike Lee. How do we talk about the Knicks without talking about Spike Lee? Well, he is New York. He, you know, as we talk about how music is in their culture, so is film. And Spike Lee is is one of the best film directors producers from new york he lives new do york. the right thing is one of my favorite movies of yeah, all time what an amazing film and that is like in new york yeah literally new york and that's young spike too that's when he's like you know trying to do all the stuff that nobody's done before he defined the generation of like film production and how you can do like almost documentary-esque culture mm-hmm. um like biopics but make them super consumable and super fun to watch so I think this podcast just made me realize I wish I lived in New York in the 90s a little bit. I think it would be, well, I don't know. The music, the the, the movies, the basketball. Uh, it would be really cool. Seems like a crazy time to be alive. I know, well, the reason I say I don't, well, because, uh, you know, I'm a little, I can't say it on the pod, but because of my no, identities, pre, pre my life choices. Oh, the AIDS pandemic ran through the epidemic. The AIDS epidemic ran through New York, and they would have got my gay ass. So <laughs> I would have been done so if I knew you had to say that on here. I don't think so. I have to Are there that. checks in here? 
That's wild. I, I would have been dead. <laughs> All right, Trace. Do we have time for a quick or maybe long who he play for? What do you think? We, we have plenty of time. Perfect. Yeah, so right now we're going to be pulling up some teams. I'm just going to be seeing if we know each we know some of these teams here, yeah. I have a feeling I'm going to be very bad at this game. But I think I'll be okay. I got one for you. Oh gosh. In just a second. Okay, you ready, Trace? Yeah. Who he play for? Corey Kispert. Corey Kispert is a wing on the Washington Wizards backup you got wing. It. You got it. Thank you, thank you. Who he play for? O'Shea Brissett. O'Shea Brissett. Who he play for? Wow. Um, I don't. I have no clue. I'm a, the Raptors. I don't know. He was on the Raptors, formerly a Raptor. Who he play for right now? East or West? Eastern Conference. Mm, let me guess the Knicks. The Central Division? So no, not the Knicks. Just tell me. The Indiana Pacers. The Pacers. Yeah, he's a Pacer. Okay. All right, what about... Uh, ooh. Garrison Matthews. Oh. Oh, I know who Garrison Matthews plays for. I'm good at this, though. You are good at this. The Houston Rockets. Yeah, you're way better than I am yeah. at this. Garrison Matthews got crazy three-point shot, though. That's the only reason I know him is because I, he's like the Matt Ryan of the Houston Rockets. Oh, my. I don't think anyone's ever made that comparison Come ever. On. Be real. But Garrison Matthews got ups, though, because he can, like, when he was in the G League, he's, like, dunking on people sometimes. Mm. Okay. But I follow all these, like, G League Instagrams yeah, and stuff like that. So I'd be, I'd be knowing. I got one for you. Okay. Who he play for? Gary Harris. Oh, I should know who Gary Harris plays for. Don't fumble this bag. Uh, Gary Harris, East or West? Uh, East. Um, can I give you a hint? Yeah. Somebody's gonna be very mad if you don't get this. Who's gonna be very mad? I can't tell you because then you know. But somebody you know would be Magic. The Magic? Orlando Magic. Gary Harris is on the Magic? Yeah, you can't. David would be punching Jeez. and kicking listening to this pod Sorry, if you Dave. didn't know that. That's rough. Orlando Magic. He used, he was, when he was in Denver. He watches every Magic game too. I'm sure. Yeah, that kid is huge in the Magic. And Gary did not really play in that much, I'm sure. But there was a point in time where he was, a, he was that guy in Denver. All right. Who he play for? You got to give me somebody crazy. I can't find anybody crazy that that I don't think you'll uh, you won't know. What about Paul Reed? You know who Paul Reed plays for? Yeah, he plays for the Seventy Sixers. Yeah, he does. <laughs> He's good though. He's fun to watch. Oh, I'm not naming bad. I'm not going for like bad players. I'm just going for like some bench guys. I know. I, I get the. I think I get the premise of the game. Okay. But I would I'd sweep Charles Barkley's feet off the floor at this game though. Oh yeah, he's he goes 0 for 5 every time they play this game. I think he tries to lose at this point though. There's no way he is a professional NBA. He might NBA, be better than me at this though. A professional NBA analyst and doesn't know. I got one for you though. Mm. Who he play for? Kelly Olynyk. Oh. Okay. Kelly Olynyk, not the Suns, right? 
No. He just hit a game winner like a few, few yes, weeks ago. He did. Oh my, I was like watching it. Come on, dude. Why am I so bad at this? Uh, he was on the Heat. <laughs> Kelly Olynyk was on the Heat. Wasn't he? Was he on the Heat? I don't remember him being on the Heat. Let uh, me look at it. Was he not ever on the Heat? Let me look. The Heat. That sounds wild. No. Who, who? Oh, years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he was on the Heat years ago. Uh, that's like Kelly Olynyk. I remember. Like 2018, Kelly Olynyk. Um, what, what division? <laughs> Western Conference. Oh, who did he just hit a game winner for? Was it the Clippers? Stop. Dude. Who is he on? He's on Utah. <laughs> oh, he totally's on Utah. What's going on oh, over wow. here? I'm, I don't know. I'm Everybody's just, gonna be thinking you I, don't know basketball. <laughs> oh, I'm just a casual. You know this. You know this. I wouldn't say you're a casual though. You watch games. You just don't know who's playing. You're always on your phone looking at the box score, making sure you know who's on the court. <laughs> well, yeah, because half the team's got people like Matt Ryan out there. I don't know who these people are. <laughs> I do now though. Who he played for, Matt Ryan? The Lakers. Yeah. All right, who he play for? Hmm. I can't find a player I don't think you'd know. Let me what? see. What? Just give me someone crazy then, somebody that's not even the 15th man. You got to make it harder. Oh, I'm looking at, like, just regular rosters. Who's JT Thor play for? Uh, the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. I like JT Thor, though. You do? Yeah, he's good. He's going to be good in, like, th- two years when he actually gets some minutes. I'm big on those young guys, though. You got to ask me some old, some, not OG, though. If you ask me Haslam, I'll be like, come on. I might own a Unanis Haslam jersey at this point. You know what I mean? But somebody that, like, Kelly Olenek would have been a good one. But I I knew who he played for. That's why I asked you. <sighs> Kelly Olenek. I got, I got you. Mm. And this is, you got you to gotta get this one. Don't put pressure on me, Trey. Who he played for. Please. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, I don't know. What's going on, man? Are you kidding? No. Charlotte Hornets. Mm. I, I haven't watched a single Hornets game this season. He's like rim running right now. He's basically playing power forward. He just like dunks on people and does a bunch of putback dunks. Except for he's the point guard. He's fun to watch. I haven't watched a Hornets game since last season, so. Dang. LaMelo's not playing, so you're not watching? Mm, I don't really know if I'd watch with LaMelo either way. I do like Terry Rozier, but Uh. everyone else on that team I don't really care about. Cody Martin. You got to give me one. Who he played for? Okay. Are you ready? I've been ready. I I think you're going to get all of them. You're You're just that guy today. That person. That person today. Who he play for? Hmm. Darius. Basley. Basley. Uh. Oh. My first Another guess. Another young guy. My first guess is. OKC. But I, I I think that's it. OKC. Yeah. Okay. Another young guy. I don't think he's that good. He's like he probably he's probably one of those two K guys where he's like. He's he's do like you know, long. Do you, and, is it because you'd be playing two K? How do you know all these players? I watch basketball. What are you talking about? You watch basketball, dude. What are you talking about? 
Yeah, I played 2K, so I know Darius Basley. <laughs> He's my starting power. What are you talking about, dude? I'm not playing with Darius Basley on 2K. Darius Basley like barely plays, though. I know. I'm good, though. I have crazy memory. Got to give me more. I got one for you. Maybe I should just give them to you. Is this the new game? You're trying to f- find one I don't know? That might be better, honestly. That might be more entertaining. We, you want to do one more? Give me one. Okay. Okay. Are you ready? I was, I've always been ready. Okay. <laughs> Some of these teams, like, you, you just, you'll know all the players. Like, the, the Cavaliers, you'll know all the Cavalier players. You, you got to give me something. You can't be saying that. No, I'm not. I, I got to figure it out. Okay, who he play for? Mm. No, you know these are too easy. Ish Wainwright. Wainwright. Whoa, this one's crazy. Ish Wainwright. Ish Wainwright. You're getting on to something. These are ones that I don't know if I should know. Wainwright was. Oh gosh, I think I'm. I might be stuck here. Wainwright is, I know he's like a, like a, a wing. I think he plays like the four, three or yeah. the four. For, Ish Wainwright, see for. Uh, I'm gonna guess the. F- I don't even know. I could stumble this one. The Phoenix Suns. Yeah. Has he played a game this season? Um. I, there's no way he's played a game this season because I've watched some Sun games. I don't think I've seen Wainwright. Play. I think in the preseason, yeah. Okay, yeah. But that was I was reaching deep down into my mind of. In the preseason, I think I, he played. I might have seen him play on the Phoenix Suns summer league team, so I just guessed Phoenix. Yeah, that's cool. Shout out to Ish Wainwright for having a roster spot. Yeah. Undrafted. Yeah, I didn't think he was drafted. He's young. Yeah. Who else you got for me? Oh, that was my last one. Oh come on. That was my last one. I got one for you. And if you don't get this right, we're just going to cut the bit. We'll never do this ever again. Don't embarrass me. I'm got, you got, I got to know who you think he played for. Who he played for. Colin Sexton. <laughs> Colin Sexton? Yeah, who he played for. Because if you don't get this right, you don't watch basketball, I think. He plays for the Jazz. He does play for the Jazz. Okay. Utah Jazz. He does, he does play for the Jazz as of this as of this season. Yeah, this season. Almost got me. I had to think about it. Are you serious? Because I was like Cavs. Oh God, you're a fool. Who he played for? Gary Payton the second. Okay. He just got traded to the. Is he on the Nuggets now? Is he on the Jazz? What do you? Who did he get traded to? Are you fumbling on purpose? No, I'm not fumbling on purpose. I don't care about Gary Payton. What? He's a fun player to watch. He's a backup guard where? Think of the coolest team. Like, oh, I wish he played for this team. He does play for that team. I wish he played for this team? Yeah. When he got when he got signed here, I was like, oh, I wish he played for this team. Oh, he's a good fit here. He's a backup guard. The in, Mavs? In the West. No, they don't he they don't play players like him. They're looking for shooters. The Mavs would never play him. That's why they traded the Dennis. Blazers? The Blazers, yeah. See? Backup guard. 
backup guard. Yeah. But he kind of plays like Damian Lillard or Anthony Simons would play, like super athletic, wants to get inside. He's a good backup guard. And he's a defender. How's he doing this season? Let's look at his stats. I can imagine that he's doing fine. Like not crazy, but he's mostly a defensive like a, a defensive uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. key. He's averaging seven points, like his three father. and a half rebounds. He's playing fine this season. He's older though. He's playing seventeen minutes a game. That's wild. He's having his best year actually this year. Better than when he was on the Warriors? He didn't really play much when he was on the Warriors. Played hard though. Yeah, he played hard, but he wasn't playing much. <laughs> um, he's a fine player. You got any more? Are we done? For you? Or we could be done. Oh, gosh. I need you to find talk somebody. talk about you, the album and wrap it up? I need to find somebody you actually know. This is my last one. And if you don't know this one, and then it's we're, we're selling this bit. We're never doing it again. Okay. Who he play for? Robert Covington. Does he not play for the Blazers? <laughs> no, he doesn't play for the Blazers. He played for the Blazers a few last year, a few years ago. When did he play for the Blazers? Did he not play for the Blazers last year? Uh, he probably played for the Blazers last year. I don't know for sure, though. I think he did. He was playing for a little bit for the Blazers. But okay. then he got traded to this team that he's on now, last year. For who? Who did he get traded for? Yeah. Is that what you just who did he me? get traded for? Then I'll figure out what team he, he's on. Come on, dude. What is this? Let me look at his roto wire. I don't know who he was traded for. That's an awful question. Oh, okay. Never mind then. He, right now, is playing a lot because the star player on this team isn't playing. Star player's hurt? Uh, is he hurt? That's a hint for you. Oh, Kawhi Leonard, the 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 Clippers. Yeah, he's yeah. on the Clippers. Yeah. Is Kawhi hurt? Who knows? I think he is hurt. He's ACL. He's doing sore. He might be the first ever part time NBA player. Yeah, he works UPS. Is his other job. Yeah, he doesn't stay job. He just disappears. Yeah, he'll play a game. He'll play thirty minutes, and then the next game, he's like, nah, I'm not going. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, cool. I'm done today. And it's literally labeled as load. Ma- He's pulling a San Antonio Spurs, which is a little freaky. But yeah, I saw like a who will play more games this season: Anthony Davis or Kawhi Leonard? Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis. For it's sure. not even close. Yeah. And and, and it's going to sell the Clippers because Paul George, you know, he's he's carrying a lot and he's looking good right now. But they can't win games without Kawhi. That team is built around having. But they have Robert Covington. <laughs> Do they? You didn't even know that. <laughs> <laughs> they do now. Yeah, of course they do. Yeah, he's he's cool, and he's fun to watch, but he never plays, so shout out to Kawhi. All right. Let's wrap up today's show with that album that we both said we were going to listen to, that you said you did listen to. I did listen to it, and I, could, I could tell you my favorite songs off of it, if you'd like. Yeah, so go ahead and introduce it. What, do you, what are your thoughts? All right, so this album, Yes, yes Lord! Exclamation mm. point. Yes, Lord. Um, the songs that I really liked were uh, Livin', What More Can I Say, Get Bigger, Slash Do You Love, and Another Time. I think those are the best four songs on the album. Livin' and What More Can I Say are probably the best two. Um, and then the other two were kind of, they're good. I'd listen to them 
you know, I'd put that on a playlist, but overall I'd rate this album like a six and a half out of 10. Mm, okay. And, and why is that? A six and a half seems kind of low here. It is kind of low. Uh, there's some songs on this album that are like really short and you almost feel like it's over before you even started listening to them. And a lot of the songs, it, it blends together well, but they sound very similar. A lot of the songs sound the same. And I, I didn't really know about this album, to be honest. And Anderson Pack has some good, some good verses on some of the songs. Mm. If, if they gave him the opportunity to rap on like every song, I'd probably like it more. But when he's like really in there, like feeling his, his vibe and the beat, then those are the ones I really like. I, I would agree with you. I think I would give this album a seven. I think it stands out when Anderson Pack is featured heavily. Mm-hmm. When he is on the drum set, when he's, you know, rapping or singing, I think that it stands out a lot more. Um, the producer of this album, Knowledge, I don't think I've ever, I think I've heard of some of his stuff before, but not much of it. Um, I think this is definitely his style. A lot of the songs seem very chilly, vibey kind of thing, but they seem so similar that it's kind of hard to tell where the songs separate. Mm-hmm. I would say my two favorite songs are What More Can I Say and Suede, um, with like Live In probably being a close three. I think Suede is really cool. I think that's one of the songs that kind of like breaks up the monotony a little bit of this song, like this yeah. way it sounds a little yeah. bit. But What More Can I Say is is like the most heavily Anderson Pack song, and it is easily the best song on the album for, for good reason. Mm-hmm. This album came out the same year as Malibu, which is crazy because... Obviously, Malibu was crazy popular and successful, and I I knew about that album. I've listened to that album many times, but I didn't know about about this album. And I I don't think I was sleeping on it. I don't think I really was missing out. Yeah, it's it's. But I do like the vibe. It's cool, and and um, their collaboration, uh, Anderson Pack and Knowledge, they call themselves NX Worries, uh, or No Worries. I think that's what it's supposed to stand for. Mm-hmm. But it's cool. I listen to some other songs they've made together. Those, I think, are a little bit cooler, to be completely honest with you. Like, just recently, they had a song come out that says, it's called Where I Go. I really like that song, and I'm sure that they're going to start making some really cool stuff in the future. But this album is, like, a cool seven for me. Yeah. It's got, what more can I say is worth listening to right now, though. If you if you are trying to listen to a track off of this album, look up What More Can I Say, because that song is awesome. But everything else kind of floats, and it's okay. Yeah, it feels like a good free flow album like if you were in the mood for some from Anderson Pock then like put this on in the background but if you're like really trying to find some good critique music this isn't really isn't really that I and I completely agree with you is there something you're looking forward to listening to next cuz I I think I have an album if we were looking for one let's hear it do you listen to any Mick Jenkins I don't know. Dang. So Mick Jenkins has an album called Pieces of a Man. It came out in 2018. I think that's the album we should listen Have to next. Have you listened next. to it? I think I've listened to one track off of Pieces of a Man, and it popped up in our recommendation and our playlist uh, collaboration. So I thought it'd be a cool album to fully deep dive into. Let's do it. Awesome. So next week we're going to be giving you a review on Pieces of a Man by Mick Jenkins. We'll also be talking about our next city. Which city are we talking about next week? I pick this week. I'll let you pick next week. I want to talk about the Orlando Magic. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. And we can talk about maybe 
Orlando and Miami if, if we're doing it by states, so Florida. Okay. Um, but definitely Orlando. That's that's the team I wanted to focus on. I've been watching a lot of Orlando games, and I got a lot of stuff to talk about. Okay, let's do it. Yeah, shout out to David. Shout we out got to David. David. Maybe we we'll, got we'll, he'll call in. Ooh, that'd be a fun call in. Because he, he knows Orlando ma- magic way better than me. So. Yeah, he's going to call in and be talking about like uh, Chimmy o- Okiki or what's that what's that power yeah. forward's name? Yeah, he's going to be talking about Bull Bull, I'm sure. He's going to be talking about like the advanced stats of each player. <laughs> Right, their wingspan in there. He's gonna tell you why Paolo is the best rookie and why uh, he knows the sweat count on Paolo's <laughs> forehead. Dude, he needs. He needs what? <laughs> he needs, Gatorade. Dude, he he always has the Gatorade symbol. It looks like he's be, <laughs> he's like drenched on the floor. It's disgusting a little bit. This is condition. He's got a condition. No. What? No. He's got like way a sweat condition, like that. hydrolysis. Yeah. No. He hyperhydrolysis. He sweats like so much when he works out it's like a legit medical condition whoa that it was like a worry people like it was a draft worry because what because he would have to drink like gallons of liquid on the bench when he was in college and he was sweating too much because he's he like literally his body sweats too much so in his draft report it says oh don't pick him number one he might sweat too much what no, kind of draft report is that people were like worried that? about him sweating what you know, you haven't heard about that. They were worried about him sweating. Yeah, he he loses seven pounds per game. Whoa! Literally, okay. I'm serious. Seven pounds of water weight, or seven pounds of like, like he goes in weighing 200 and he leaves weighing 193. I don't know the science behind it, but they they have an article about it, and he he literally loses seven pounds a game. Whoa! Okay, maybe that should end up on a draft report. Seven pounds? Yeah, and he drinks a special oxygenated fluid during games. Nitro Pepsi? He drinks nitro Pepsi? He drinks... (laughs) Nitro water? (laughs) He drinks nitro Gatorade on the bench, and it absorbs immediately and helps cramping. Because the cramping was the issue. Oh, yeah, because he's losing all of... Yeah, so like he'd be like, have to go to the bench and deal with these issues, and people were somewhat worried about it, but... It doesn't look like he's got anything affecting him this season because he is putting up twenty five and eight a game, basically going off every game. Yeah, yeah. Orlando Magic next week. I think that'll be fun. I'm excited. All righty, we're wrapping up the pod here. Finish us off, Braden. What you got? What I got? I got nothing to say. I'm enjoying the cold weather. Stay warm. We're talking about Orlando Magic while it's snowing in Reno. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Reno's a weird place, but. Stay warm, y'all. Make some snow people outside. Have some fun, some snow angels, whatever you'd like to do. Go to the UNR basketball games. Yeah, go to the basketball games. Who do you play for? Go dap up Wolfie Jr. Really? Yeah. Close buddy of mine, me and Wolfie. Yeah. I think I have a picture with Wolfie. Of Wolfie or with Wolfie? I can't say. Oh, creepy. Taking stalker photos. Thank you for tuning in, y'all. Dimes and Rhymes, episode four. Follow us on Instagram. What's our Instagram? Dimes underscore rhymes. Unbelievable. And when Trace ever uploads the podcast, we you'll have episode three on Spotify. Whenever I upload it. Whenever I decide to upload it. It'll be up eventually. Thank you Sound for tuning good. in, y'all. Y'all are the best. Thank you for calling in. Feel free to call in whenever we have that up next. Be a part of our pod. We're going to s- sign us off here with some MF Doom. Like always. 
Hey, yo, yo, y'all can't stand right here. In his right hand was your man's worst nightmare. Loud enough to burst his right eardrum close range. The game is not only dangerous, but it's most strange. I sell rhymes like dimes. The one who mostly keep cash, but brag about the broker times. Joker rhymes like...